Welcome to Mahogany Moms Podcast. My name is Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm here to provide support and education on all things motherhood. Join me every other Wednesday for encouragement, inspiration, and information as we delve into health, mental and physical, education, money, and everything else that comes with this motherhood journey. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Michelle Whitaker, educational psychologist, mental health therapist, parent educator, trainer, um, and I am doing a series of interviews on motherhood, right? Different aspects of mothering. So, so far we've done the unconventional mothering. We've done mom of multiples. We've done a mom of a child with a disability. And today we're talking to a good friend of mine that is um, a single mom. And so we'll see what mothering looks like for her. So if you will, you all will welcome Miss Maya Allen. She is a speech language pathologist. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Good. Tell us about your path to motherhood and what you tell us a little bit about yourself, your path to motherhood and a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm a speech therapist, pediatric for about 13 years now. I love what I do and I'm a mother of three. Yeah. So after graduate school, I got married and then probably a year and a half later got pregnant and then had one, two and three and three kids in three years. Do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) They're only like a year apart? They're, I had three and three years. So one and two are 18 months apart and two and three are 16 months apart. Oh, I don't think I realized that. Yeah. So literally for a month, they all go like, they're all like 10, 9, 8 or 11, 10, 9. Yeah. Oh, so like stair step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or Irish twins or something. Not, not all the way. But yeah. Oh, okay. And you have, what's their genders? The oldest, two are boys, the youngest is a girl. I would imagine earlier on having kids that are this close in age was kind of rough, right? So Very. what was that like? Um, yeah, it was really rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we don't necessarily have, um, I feel like a support system makes a difference. Mm-hmm. We would have it, you know, intermittently. Um, okay. So yeah, so like at one point, three kids in diapers, I mean, three toddlers, Someone brought to my attention, I'll have three teenagers at once, like, they write everything at once. So, yeah, it's hard, especially if you don't have, like, parents close by or living with you. Yes, it's rough. So community is important is what I learned. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about some of the highs and lows of motherhood. Highs. Highs are like seeing them accomplish things and I enjoy our talks. They're funny. I'm very much parent first, but I do appreciate our friendship. Um, mm-hmm. Lows, discipline. <laughs> discipline is low. And then when they're sick, I don't like it when they're sick. So, yeah. Okay. So you went from being um, a mom with a spouse to being a single mom. So what has that transition been like? The first year was probably the hardest, which is expected. Um, just everyone getting used to the new normal mm-hmm. and the kids adjusting to that and what that meant. I, w- I would just say um, emotionally, that was the hardest. And then just figuring out our new life and our schedule. But now I feel, you know, we're kind of coasting for now. As <laughs> not to say changes won't happen, but yeah, I, I feel like smooth enough transition could have been worse. And do you feel like for you as a mom, do you feel like you transitioned to going from yeah. having, you know, a, a partner and then he's involved, but I'm saying but to doing it, you know, like on your own. 
Um, yes and no. Uh, first, highly recommend therapy for everyone, kids and adults. <laughs> I think really that's been helpful for all of us. As far as a partnership, you know, for us that we, I've been thankful and blessed that with the kids are first and we agree on that. So really, I mean, even now, like we communicate daily with regards to the kids. Like we don't have to drop them off at the police station. Like <laughs> I feel like as far as adulting on that end of it, we're doing a decent job. Like there's still room for improvement. I still feel like I have a partner in that. So for you all, the co-parenting thing has been... I won't say easy, but it sounds like it's been easier than what a lot of people experience. Yes. I mean, it's still an adjustment. We still have to um, be respectful for, towards one another, you know, and I feel like we're both being cognizant of that. We still may disagree, but um, yeah, and putting the kids first, essentially, right? Like we can mm -hmm. keep the pettiness and personal things out of it. We've been able to, you know, because really we just need to t discuss the kids and we both want the same thing for them. So we can, you know, not put personal feel. I've been thankful that we haven't necessarily put personal feelings in. That's good. I mean, because you hear, I hear of like some disaster stories, right? Yeah. And I realize that everybody doesn't necessarily have what we have. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you didn't, you don't, you all did not have a lot of support, right? With the kids. And so now with the co-parenting thing, do you get more breaks than what you got before? Yeah, like I feel, <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I could have just had this partnership before, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say, um, so like now I'm able to have that personal time that I didn't know that I needed. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm able to like work out or just have space by myself or, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. It's been nice. And I feel like it's not, so we split the kids in midweek. So I don't necessarily go a whole lot without seeing them. If I go a week without seeing them, I do miss them a lot. But um, yeah, seeing them midweek, it's just enough. Do you find that one of them gravitates to you now more so than before? Maybe our youngest, and that's the girl. But I think she does that to both of us. So it's just her being more emotionally, <laughs> I don't want to say labile, but just I can see she plays both of us in that way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... We're talking about the whole single mom thing, but because you have two boys and a girl, what do you think has been different about having boys as opposed to having girls? What do you see as like, do you notice a big difference? Would you say it's different or would you say yeah. it's like the same? No, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different. And just, I don't know how to explain it. They play different, communicate different. It's just different. Yeah. Although I'm very thankful. Well, at least, my youngest and middle son are extremely close. I don't know what that means because they kind of team up on the oldest. But um, she does want more girl time. She likes girl time. So she gets tired of the boys. So okay. she'll like go off to the room and want to be by herself. <laughs> because they just, you know, they're boys. They do. They're rougher. So in turn, she's rougher. I feel like when I see her around other girls, I feel like she has to adjust. Because mm. she's used to being around boys all the time. So, yeah. okay. And I'm not necessarily the most girliest woman, even though I don't like to put women in categories, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you feel like mothering is different as an African-American woman, mom? I don't, because I hear women of other races talk, and it seems like we have the same issue. 
even when it, with regards to men and marriage and relationships. I feel like I have to be cognizant of teaching my children about Black culture and mm-hmm. just how things are different for us in society and life. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I think mothering, maybe socioeconomic is the difference as opposed to race for us. I don't know. But women of my cohort of different races, I feel like we have similar circumstances. Interesting. You're the first mom that has said that. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Always different. Really? I'm the first to say that? Yes. Really? I want to hear what other women say. So they, they talk about just the, the stresses of, you know, kind of dealing with prejudice and racism and then how that impacts them as moms. And what they have to then, you know, relate to their children. Because they experience this with their children? Well, just in society, just as a whole. Um, and then having to be cognizant, having having to deal with it and then being cognizant of it to then talk to their kids about it. So it comes up in, like, different ways. So, like, you know, somebody's on the playground and somebody doesn't want to play with them and just different different ways. So then they, they're mothering differently because they have to include that in the conversation. Mm. No, that's interesting. No, that has, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we do, we talk about the race and cultural things. And like, they know civil rights. They know about Africa. They know about like very, uh, they know their ancestry. But mm-hmm. as far as like people and race, and actually they get, um, it's interesting if I were to ask her, like say, say they're telling me a story and I ask about race uh, regarding a child, they do not like it. And they don't understand why I'm asking that question. They don't understand why it's pertinent to the story. <laughs> like they're a part, yeah, it's, um, it's in, no, mm-mm. but like we've taken them to the Civil Rights Museum. Like they're very aware of racial disparity. Mm-hmm. Would, well, the history of it. I don't know if they've experienced it themselves. Um, okay. But no, I will say colorism has come up here recently with my daughter. And that's been mm. interesting. Yeah. So that's been interesting. And is it, has it come up because of her interactions with other girls or just between you and her? Um, yeah, no others, peers. And it's been black. And they've like, well, how's that your mom? Because she like, and you're not, like y'all are not the same color. So actually it's been around other black boys and girls who have brought it to her attention. Yeah. And she's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what then do you, how do, how do you then? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she even asked me to leave at a party because she was embarrassed. Um, wow. Like someone brought it up. Like I, I respect like how she feels and then talk about it later and just let her know we're all different and look different. Yeah. But it's interesting that it's been within like our own you know, mm-hmm. community and not like another with regards to race. Nah, it's been, yeah. And even within our family, which most black families, it's a slew of colors. So it's not, yeah. So for them to make a big deal is interesting because they don't know. I mean, for my kids, it's every, you know, brown in the rainbow. Everybody. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's not that it's uncommon or unheard of, but I just, like, what are they hearing? What are the other kids hearing? That it's so right, right. Um, because so I told you guys that Maya is my friend as well, and so I, I know her kids. I, I know what they look like, and so while your daughter is brown, 
to me it's not like y'all are that it's like just <laughs> when she's to my mom it is but <laughs> that is just so like that it couldn't be but i also know what her dad looks like so i mean i guess yeah. maybe because i know the total picture but it, uh, it's just probably because yeah okay yeah. She's mentioned last year at school is the first time I've experienced it, and she mentioned it. It was a couple of different instances we had to talk about it because people mm -hmm. brought up my skin color to her. Mm -hmm. yep. But, like, if dad drops her off, there's no question or conversation. It should be, but she <laughs> And maybe I'm more present there, so maybe that, well, I mean, it's not like I'm there all the time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We'll be right back with more of today's episode of the Mahogany Moms Podcast. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed, stressed by your day-to-day -day task? We have just the thing. Burps, Fibs, and Breakdowns is a journal with filling prompts, checklists to make sure mom is taking care of herself, and tips sprinkled throughout from other moms. This is the perfect journal for moms of one or moms of many. To order a journal today, Go to MahoneyMomsPodcast.com or click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's dive back into the show. So, what's one thing that you wish someone would have told you about motherhood? Or I don't know necessarily that I asked. I guess when I asked for advice, it was more specific right like how long does uh breastfeeding hurt how long, <laughs> how long before you said you know like i would get i didn't necessarily ask you know i didn't know what to expect because you know it's so different you know well or what would you tell another mom a new mom about motherhood if she asked you yeah i mean you gotta be flexible go with it mm -hmm. um don't compare yourself or you know expectations i mean whatever is for you but don't um don't feel bad about not meeting them mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah, that's good flexible. be flexible right yeah yes get used to not sleeping <laughs> <laughs> at any age mm -hmm. you never sleep again the same right yeah no no it's never the same mm -hmm. nope so is there anything else that we that we haven't covered that you'd like to share I like to tell other women, especially new moms, and Michelle Obama. <laughs> I actually got this from her. I've always felt this way, but to hear it from her um, validates me that you don't have it all at once. And I don't know where this belief came up that as women, you have to be CEO and clean your whole house and cook everything from scratch and be the best wife ever. Nope. It doesn't work that way. And she's an example of that. Like she took a step back in her career in order to help with her husband or to meet the needs of the family. And now she can have her turn. Like you can have everything in a lifetime. You just mm -hmm. don't have it all at once. And so, yeah, I'd like to tell people that like, no, it's not realistic. I think that's all that it is, right? Because mm -hmm. there's this big buzzword about balance, and I hate mm -hmm. that word. Um, Why? There, because <laughs> there is no such thing as, like, balance, right? Because balancing is, is like this. Something, it's not really about balancing. I think it's about negotiating, mm -hmm. right? Okay, like, that's a better word. Um, 
I just don't think a balance exists. I think it's really about negotiating. Sometimes one thing is going to take precedence over something yeah. else, especially like if you're a working mom, right? So yeah. if you're a working mom, um, your kids are always going to come first. But at some point, like your job may call you and you may have to go in, right? So then your right. kids are, you know, it's kind of like that whole negotiation. You have to make some professional decisions as a mother. For right. sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. you do. You do. You do. Yes, that's true. So. Um, but I feel, well, I feel like for me, the professional decisions I've made have been because in order to maintain balance. Okay. Because I could, you know, do more work, but then I wouldn't have as much balance for me as far as with the children. So a job where I can still feel fulfilled and, you know, professionally and giving back, I feel like I'm a server, but at the same time, I'm able to make my children's activities for me, you know. That's the balance part. Okay. But I guess you do have to sacrifice one way because you're right. Because sometimes I have to sacrifice going to their activities or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah. But I think that's good because lots of times women, because there's like this thing now that women think they can do it all. Or yeah. like if they feel like they need to stay home, they feel bad about that because they want to be at work, right? Because they should be, or they feel like they should be at work. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's this whole thing about this belief that you can have it all. Mm -mm. Yeah. Something's gonna yeah. Look, something is going to win out. Yeah. I, feel, um, I think, I hope as well, or maybe I'm getting older and I just don't listen. But um, I feel like <laughs> before I felt more um, divisiveness between women. Like, oh, you work as opposed to staying home and vice versa. It's like, oh, you don't work and you just stay at home. And I don't hear that as much or like the judgmental tone. But, and maybe I don't pay attention and it's still there. But I feel like I, I personally don't hear that anymore. Well, that's probably because your kids are like school age, right? Because there's a yeah. big thing when the kids are like young, yeah, younger, um, daycare. You know, I think yeah. there's a whole judgment piece. Like, you know, if you're going to work like this, why would you have had kids? You know? Right, right, right. And I think some older women think that too. Like, why? I think they think like, why are you doing all this? Like. Just do one thing, right? Just yeah. do this one thing right now. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Anything okay. else you want to share before we go? Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming, um, doing this. And so if the people want to, if they have questions for you, how can they reach you? Wow. Because I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> Um, I guess you can email me. My email is M-I-A-Y-A-W-9-8 at Hotmail because I'm an old lady. I still have a Hotmail account. <laughs> um, yeah, they can email me if they have any questions. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this motherhood interview and talking to us about what it's like being a single mom. Thank you, Rochelle. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Mahogany Moms podcast with me. If you like the podcast, please show your support by sharing it and leaving a review. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to mahoganymomspodcast.com. Until next time.